Being diagnosed with cancer is a multifaceted challenge for your mind, body, heart, and spirit. It is by no means only a physical journey, though all too often it's treated as such. My doctors ask how my body feels, but not how my heart feels. They ask how I'm coping with the side effects from drugs, but not how I'm coping with the fear that stalks so many of my days or the waves of grief that first crashed onto and continue to lap at my shore. Conventional medicine advises me to eat a balanced diet of protein, carbs and vegetables, while assuring me it is fine to eat sugar. My complementary practitioners are convinced that cancer feeds off sugar, among other things, and implore me to cut it completely from my diet. At first I was overwhelmed. I didn't know which way to turn or what plans to make. I wanted to live, so I needed a survival plan, but I had incurable cancer, so I needed a death plan too. I was the primary earner in my family, but was incapable of working, so I put the consulting business I had led for 20 years aside while I scrambled for dry land in the wake of my diagnostic tsunami. It seemed so symbolic that my eyesight had gone wonky. I could only see a few feet in front of me. Everything got blurry, precarious, vague. My ability to envision the future, which I had always found easy, evaporated quickly while time fell in on itself and then spread out like sand. Terrifying as all this was, I was blessed in many ways. I had friends around me who did ask what my heart was feeling who were willing to dive down to the depths of my fear with me. Also, I had been trained for this experience, in a sense. I'm in the business of awakening the mind and freeing the spirit by enabling people to alleviate unnecessary suffering, unleash their creativity in response to challenging, unwanted events, expand in the face of seemingly insurmountable limitations, and be transformed by everything that happens up to and including their last breath. So my journey after the cancer diagnosis began with the skills I had honed over 20 years, a deep faith in whatever hand life deals me, and a determination to let cancer awaken my spirit, even if it destroyed my body. I drew on internal and external resources to navigate my way through a dense, dark forest of often contradictory elements. Shock and denial, fear and grief, the UK medical system, a multitude of alternative treatments, conflicting advice from orthodox and complementary practitioners, the shock, fear and grief experienced by people who love me, the multiple possible contributory factors of my disease, the need for practical emotional and financial support choosing relationships that truly support me while letting go of the ones that don't, making memories with my five-year-old daughter while envisioning giving her away at her wedding, putting my affairs in order while doing everything in my power to get well. Today I'm writing with normal eyesight and clear vision. I am well enough to write this book and share a program I have created to help others navigate their cancer journeys with power, purpose and autonomy.
Consider this book a compass to use when you are lost, a means to chart your way forwards in any given moment, depending on what is happening for you at the time. Like a compass, it is designed to adjust to your surroundings and circumstances to help you find your way starting from wherever you are right now. Sometimes you will be hemmed in on dark winter nights by trees so tall you can't even see the stars. Other times you may stand in a clearing on a carpet of bluebells, your face stroked by shafts of sunlight on a soft blue spring day. And sometimes you may even stumble upon the source of the stream from whence the whole ocean formed. <laughs>